Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Traditionis Custodis is the story that just will not go away. Little wonder, since it is the biggest Catholic story of 2021 and will have consequences for many years to come in the Church. What we have witnessed so far are outright falsehoods perpetrated by Francis's chief messenger in the English-speaking world. We've seen the laity rally to defend the traditions of the church, and we've seen the bishops of the world in various ways push modernism evermore, first with the coming synod and with the continued announcements of the closures of traditional liturgies, as well as the implementation of the Pacamama additions to the liturgy of the Novus Ordo in the name of all things green. Yeah, that's happened. So, to that end, let's begin with something that came across my desk moments ago. An open letter from the French faithful to the faithful of the world, which informs the Catholic world that traditional Catholics will not go quietly into the night, that we will defend the deposit of the faith, which is the patrimony of all Catholics. Following that, I have an update from the parish that Austin Ivray, the chief messenger of Francis the Great and Merciful to the English-speaking world, that parish that Ivray decided to calumnate using his impressive media reach. Well, I've got some interesting news from them. That's an exclusive. No one else has it. So I'll have more of this kind of material this week, I'm certain, because I'm getting a lot of private reports in from people from around the country. So let's just get to it. The following is the text of the letter from the French lay faithful. Letter of the faithful attached to the traditional mass to the Catholics of the whole world. What father, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? See Matthew chapter 7, verse 9. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, It is with great sadness that we learned of Pope Francis's decision to abrogate the main provisions of the Modu Proprio Samorum Pontificum, promulgated by Pope Benedict XVI on July 7, 2007. After decades of divisions and quarrels, the, that Modu Proprio was, for all the Catholic faithful, a work of peace and reconciliation. Rome violates the word given by Pope Benedict XVI with brutality and intransigence, far from the much vaunted fraternal welcoming. The explicit will of Pope Francis, stated in the motu proprio Traditionis Custodis of July 16, 2021, is to see the celebration of the mass of the tradition of the Church disappear. This decision drives us to great dismay. How can we understand this rupture with the traditional missal, a venerable and ancient actualization of the law of faith, which has bore fruit through so many nations, so many missionaries, and so many saints? What harm is done by the faithful who simply want to pray as their ancestors had done for centuries? Can we be unaware that the Tridentine Mass converts many souls, that it attracts young and fervent assemblies, that it arouses many vocations, that it has given rise to seminaries, religious communities, monasteries, that it is the backbone of many schools, youth groups, catechism activities, spiritual retreats, and pilgrimages? Many of you, Catholic brothers and sisters, priests and bishops, have shared with us your failure to understand this and your deep sorrow. Thank you for your many testimonies of support. To promote peace within the Church in order to build unity and charity and also to lead Catholics to reconnect with their own heritage by making as many people as possible discover the riches of the liturgical tradition, the treasure of the Church, those were the goals pursued by Samorum Pontificum. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI witnesses his work for reconciliation destroyed during his own lifetime. 
In a time steeped in materialism and torn by social and cultural divisions, liturgical peace appears to us an absolute necessity for the faith and for the spiritual life of Catholics in a world that is dying of thirst. The drastic restriction of the authorization to celebrate Mass in its traditional form will bring back mistrust, doubt, and it heralds the return of an agonizing liturgical war for the Christian people. We solemnly affirm before God and before men, we will not let anyone deprive the faithful of this treasure, which is first of all that of the Church. We will not remain inactive in the face of the spiritual suffocation of vocations laid forth in the motu proprio traditionis custodis. We will not deprive our children of this privileged means of transmitting the faith, which is faithfulness to the traditional liturgy. As children to their father, we request Pope Francis to reverse his decision by abrogating traditionis custodis and restoring full freedom to celebrate the Tridentine Mass for the glory of God and the good of the faithful. Bread rather than stones. Signed September 8, 2021, on the Feast of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. While I did add my name to it as I endorsed the sentiment, be sure, folks, that things are going to get rougher from here on out. We've got news of the Latin Mass being banned in various dioceses around the Western world, including in America and the UK. We've got reports that the FSSP and other groups are going to be receiving apostolic visitations to their seminaries, which usually are a sign that they will either have the hammer dropped on them or outright closed. Essential to this is the messaging campaign of Paca Papa Francis, being waged by himself acting as a kindly father, while his lay and clerical messengers really ramp up the rhetoric. We saw this with Austin Evere last week, who wrote a scathing piece about a parish that in reality was having a faith of the, a revival of the faith, but he framed it as a bad thing, and he labeled traditional Catholics Tridentinists, which I think we should have co-opted as a badge of honor. A member of that parish reached out to me privately to clarify some things, and wouldn't you know it, Ivory was grossly misrepresenting reality. I know, I am as shocked as you are by that revelation. Here are some of the details of what the listener sent me from that parish, with their kind permission to use it, though I am choosing not to attach their name to it even though they gave me permission to do so. Let's start from the beginning. We're talking about Ledbury Parish in the United Kingdom, a small parish community affiliated with the Latin Mass Society there that most of us would have no reason to ever know the first thing about. Austin Ivray lives near the parish, but apparently doesn't go to Mass there. He became aware of the changing tides at that parish. According to the, the parishioner, quote, You may certainly use my email as you see fit. I don't mind if you choose to name me as I stand by my statement, but equally can stay anonymous if that is best. This, is, this all began when a couple of the Novus Ordo parishioners wrote to the Archbishop to complain in May and June that the bishop summoned Father Adrian to discuss the matter. Nothing came of it, then, as the letters of complaint were anonymous, and the Archbishop doesn't take too kindly to anonymous letters. That's when Archbishop George granted permission to Father Wiltshire to continue saying the 1962 Missal. It so happens that Austin lives close to the parish and heard about it. It was his opportunity to scoop the story and swoop in to interview these parishioners, stirring up a hornet's nest. Father Adrian Wiltshire, after receiving this permission from the bishop, tried to build bridges with the complainants by accommodating them by moving the choir to a separate room to rehearse so that they could use the hall for the full two hours without interruption. They didn't take up the offer. He also faced the people as they wanted at the N.O. Mass, but they took umbrage when, during the consecration, he quote-unquote turned his back on them. As, I'm, as much as I will try not to give Austin the satisfaction of my contempt, it is quite the struggle. He is Francis's chief propagandist, as you say, and I suppose he's just doing his job. End quote. Okay, that's some context. That's from the second email I received from the member of the parish. Now let's go to their original testimony. Quote, 
I attend this parish, the Latin Mass part of it, and I can tell you that you could not meet a less rigid group of people. The accusations are astounding and defamatory. It has left us stunned and saddened, knowing that our good and holy priest, Father Adrian Wiltshire, has been vilified in this way on the strength of a couple of bitter and spiteful parishioners from the 930 Novus Ordo Mass. It is evident when reading this piece of garbage that it comes from a position of bias against the Latin Mass, and the only evidence he could come up with is that we meet in the hall afterwards with our divisive packed lunches. Actually, it's tea, coffee, and cakes which the priest provides. The older lady, a Karen type, who cried tears at the prospect of losing the ancient 1960s form of the Mass in the obscene display of the altar being dressed with the six candles and the annoyance of the Gregorian chant rehearsing in the hall before Mass. They have elevated themselves as the chosen people of God, whilst excluding a whole community of traditional worshippers. We trads are not deserving of the title because we don't subscribe to their modernist ideology. We are guilty of usurping their parish. They have their slot at 9.30, and we have ours two hours later at 11.30, so they have the use of the hall right up, un up to the time until we finish the 11.30 Mass. No one is stopping them. They too can attend benediction if they wish, but they choose not to. Austin states that communion on the tongue was introduced in the parish of 2020. Communion on the tongue, as he knows, is a canonical rite, and any Novus Ordo Mass I have attended has always received on the tongue, so I fail to see his point there. To say that Father Adrian has been radicalized is the most preposterous statement, not the sort of language you'd expect to describe redacted way of describing totally peaceful people who live in the desert and are big fans of scimitars. I cannot fathom why they would be surprised by our attitude towards the new Mass, otherwise we wouldn't be attending the TLM. It's clear we find some misuses within the new form, which is why the faithful are leaving in droves. We think of ourselves as above the law, apparently, the law that shut down our churches because we won't bow down to the demands the secular world are placing on us in the present situation, because we believe we are made in the image and likeness of God. So Father continued to allow us access throughout the situation in 2020, administering to our needs. Austin references the 930 attendees as the holy people of God, but doesn't include us in that title. According to them, we are preventing these anointed people of God from worshiping in the way they want. We know that Benedict XVI didn't allow greater use of the 1962 Missal, as by his own words, it was never abrogated in the first place. Because we want to preserve our God-given heritage given to us right up until the Second Vatican Council, we are now labeled as various secular terms for extremes that our hosts will punish me for using. So it seems we need to convert from our evil mindset. One of the most blasphemous statements in this piece was that the traditional Latin Mass was a resurgence of the Gnostic heresy, one that denies the Incarnation itself. These accusations of arrogance and divisive during division perpetrated by the traditional movement is rich, coming from the members of the Novus Ordo who have set out to defame and spread unfounded gossip in order to achieve their aims to dismantle another community within the parish they see as a threat to the worldview and has nothing to do with charity or faith. They can have their girl altar boys, expanded clergy, tambourines, and vacuous pop hymns. I want none of it. As Austin says, the bad spirit will be known by its fruits, and all I can see is the bad spirit manifesting in them as sour grapes. And as he accuses us of the victimhood which characterizes us, it's clear that they are the ones who feel victimized by their own vitriol. This repulsion of our practice of receiving our Lord on the tongue is somehow divisive too. How can the honor and respect given to our Lord be the cause of division? Unless, of course, they don't believe in the real presence. The devil is in the details. Finally, just to clarify, Father Adrian Wiltshire sought approval a few weeks before the motu proprio, and it was granted by the Archbishop. The Archbishop, George Stack, is coming to our parish in Ledbury on the 26th of September to meet with us after he celebrated the 930 Novus Ordo Mass. We hope to have our voices heard, but I fear they may well fall on deaf ears. 
I hope and pray we can continue and the bishop doesn't cave due to the unwanted publicity. We're doing a novena for the for a good result. I ask for your prayers and the prayers of your followers for our little parish in the quaint medieval town of Ledbury. Just as the townsfolk cherish their historic heritage, may they also appreciate the heritage of the Mass of the Ages as a living and true expression of how we pray and believe. Thank you for highlighting our cause. End very lengthy quote. <laughs> now, obviously, I had to redact some of that due to the, shall we say, constraints of this hosting place. But I think you get the idea. Ivory told a flat-out lie in his article, as you can see. He claimed that the priest was saying that the traditional mass without the permission of the local bishop, when, in fact, before Traditionis Custodis was released, the priest received permission to say the traditional Latin mass at that parish. So by the very rules laid out in Traditionis Custodis, no further permissions were needed. But again, when it comes to the messaging for the modernists, the truth rarely comes into things. That's evident by the number of supposedly ancient practices that they brought back after the council that, as it turned out, were not ancient practices in the church at all, or were greatly distorted by the modernists in their attempts to make the faith even more attractive to people who just don't want it anyway. I could go on and on, but instead I'll leave you with this. Compare that letter at the start to the situation described by the parishioner, and finally to Austin Everay's article. I featured it last week on this channel, and I'll have it as the recommended video, which you will, will be for you on YouTube as your option to watch here just in a moment. It might even be on your screen already. It's a night and day difference. We functionally live in two separate worlds within the church. All this comes amid talk of schism. I need to get on that We Were Warned video about the schism in our time that many mystics of the church appear to have predicted, because at this point... I don't want to be too late. So let me know what you think about all this in the comments, please, and pray for the church, as well as for the parishioners of the Ledbury Latin Mass Society Parish in the United Kingdom. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.